Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, good afternoon, good evening, uh, wherever you are today, what part of the world you're at, and uh, it is a good day to be alive, and it's a good day to be talking hockey cards. That's what this show is going to be basically about. Um, I am somewhat of a free-thinking and free-flowing individual, so it could go off into tangents at some point. But it's all about hockey and the uh, the hockey cards and um, basically a, a big passion of myself, uh, a big passion that I've had for many years, and I hope that you guys can enjoy it uh, and, and do enjoy it at some all kinds of different levels. And we'll get into that as the show progresses. Uh, um. I'm not so sure what this first broadcast is going to be like. I don't have any topics set, although I did jot down some ideas. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit bit about myself. Uh, I'm a 52-year-old man, to start off, who was uh, basically been a hockey fan since I was probably 10 or 11, uh, with the advent of cable television coming into my area which really dates me that I was there for the pretty much the early advent of cable television and um, the New York Rangers being supplied to me by that cable television and becoming a New York Ranger fan and then a just a fan of hockey in general. And that has continued for over 40 years. So uh, I also host a, uh, a pretty successful podcast, Blue Shirt, Blue Shirt Underground Radio with my host, Jim Schmiederberg. Uh, it, we definitely put the focus on the New York Rangers. One of the things I'd like to do with this show is uh, not talk about the New York Rangers because there's just a big, wide world out there of hockey that uh, I love to talk about, and as well as you know, honing in on one of the things that really keeps me... Um, it gives me a lot of pleasure, and that's hockey card collecting. Um, I think everybody has hobbies out there that they enjoy that distracts them from the stressors of life or uh, fulfills a maybe an OCD uh, or a compulsive uh, um, 
a compulsive need to complete things, whether you're a, a person who likes to make sets, a person who likes to collect a certain card of every of a certain player. Um, we all have that in some uh, in some at some degree in some degree with um, in our lives, and this is a pretty innocuous way to do it. Um, you know, collecting coins or whatever. But this, it's going to be hockey all day, all night. Uh, and um, that's what basically the premise of the show is. I feel that there's a need uh, for it as well. Um, I've talked about it somewhat on on the other show, and um, I always find myself getting lost. Just like just it just comes out so naturally and so. Uh, it, I, I can't stop talking about it. Once I start talking about it, I feel like I'm, I'm monopolizing the show. So I feel like you know, hey, let me give this a whirl. Rock'em sock'em hockey cards. That's right. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. I've developed a Facebook page, so we can talk about it there. I guess you can just do a search on Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards in groups or something. Uh, I'm not as familiar with the, uh, the the Facebook and the Internet ways of getting to us, but I did manage to put up uh, a page uh, also here on Block Talk Radio. Um if you've gotten this far, you've pretty much found out where we're going to be. Uh, you can catch us live. If you're live, uh, you will definitely be able to interact with me. Uh, and um, we, uh, um, we, uh, we we can interact as far as if you'd like to know a uh, – as far as a release date, what cards are coming out, my opinion on certain cards – uh, even if you want a price on a card, um, I, I'd like to give a big shout out to Beckett. Um, I've been a member of the Beckett uh, um, price guide for almost 10 years now, and the community there is actually is, is, is fantastic. Um, it's kind of been dwindling uh, as far as the traders go because there is a community of people who actually just trade hockey cards. Um, you know, for instance, there may be a Montreal Canadian fan who uh, he's looking for Canadian cards, and and for me, uh, since I collect primarily Rangers and um, other favorites around the league, um, we make we do trades, and um, because the United States Postal Service has made it very hard for uh, Americans to trade to Canada. And I, I assume it works both ways, but um, right now the, the trading is is, is really ha- has to has been curtailed because of the prices. If I were to send a first class package of uh, you know say two hockey cards to Canada, it relatively would cost me about nine dollars and change to uh, trade. Uh, for an you know through the postal service, so it makes it uh, financially burdensome burdensome to uh, to the um, the collectors. So a lot of collectors have dropped off and they've they've, they've stopped collecting. Uh, some others have found ways uh, around it, and I have. I mean, legally, not illegally, but uh, I just love every aspect of the sport, and I hope I can impart that to you guys and 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 and. Uh, and uh, and we, we can we can have fun with this. So uh, we uh, 
we've got uh, a couple people in the chat room now. I recognize some of the faces. We have uh, uh, Cutter Historical uh, and uh, Martin Can already an international flavor. You've got me, and, and Cutter made reference to this. We got uh, me, an American citizen, born and bred. We've got Martin from England. Uh, we've got and Cutter representing Canada. Uh, the Canadian hockey uh, hotbed. I mean, that's where it's all at. I mean, um, like baseball is to American trading sports trading collectors, hockey is bonkers in Canada. I mean, this is that's really the the the, the center of it all. And um, in trading, at least from my perspective. Because hockey is not as well loved and well respected and as in, uh, hockey card collecting isn't as intense as it is uh, in Canada, it affords me to get can, can, uh, hockey cards at a much cheaper price at shows because people are looking to get rid of stuff uh, rather than hold out. Uh, so I will buy a lot of uh, Canadian centric teams. I always stack up on Maple Leafs. I always stack up on Canadians. Um, Calgary to a degree. Uh, Winnipeg, for some reason, there are not a lot of Winnipeg Jet collectors out there, even though um, Patrick Liney had a great year last year. Again, there's definitely a demand for his cards. But the other guys uh, that have come back um, previous rookies before that were not as sought after. Um, so I guess there are pockets of, uh, of fans out there that are more intense than others. Um, so it, it, it's very interesting because you will find out which fan bases really have the passionate fans, um, especially in North America. North America is, uh, you know, actually, actually America, United States. The United States has pockets of passionate fans that will they want every card and it usually is original six teams um usually the 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 newer teams not so much i don't know if it's because it's an older i deal with a lot of older people i would say over 30 that's older you know i guess more mature people whatever yeah so it's Interesting. There's a lot of dynamics. I know I've been talking a lot about trading, but you guys want to talk about collecting. So let's talk about collecting a little bit. The the hockey card industry, which is now exclusively in uh, primary, I would say exclusively, is now uh, owned by Upper Deck. Upper Deck is the main company that is distributing cards now. There was a time when Upper Deck and Panini, the Panini uh, uh, company, were splitting the releases. Um, The official licensed NHL cards are now being made by Upper Deck. Uh, Upper Deck controls um, uh, the release dates and the releases and has their name stamped on every product. Um, So... What's happened is is that the um, the releases now have become all year round, and if you, I just don't 
I don't personally feel that there is a enough disposable income in anybody's life to be spending money on cards all year round, especially the varying degrees and prices of the cards. And uh, I will go through that. But before I go through that, I'd like to ask you guys a question. Now, I'm sure uh, we all know the the fabulous rookie crop that came out last year. Uh, I mean, you've got a lot of players out there that are going to be uh, they're going to be historic game changers. At least I think so. I think they're you know one couple. There's two or three once in a lifetime guys out there, and even from uh, you know the uh, fifteen sixteen crop, uh, there are some I think uh, game changers out there for franchises and for the, the whole sport. So what I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you five or six names. And I'm going to tell you, I'm actually going to jot this down, and you can write it down on the Facebook if you'd like. Uh, I'm going to give you five or six names, and we'll 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 do a little we'll do a little exercise here because I want to keep it interactive. I don't want to just you know have a giant monologue where I go off and uh, you know uh, and uh, you know just prattle on about whatever I'm doing. And I want, I want you guys involved in this as much as possible. Um, I am going to give you a little test here. All right. We're going to go with, we're going to start with some top guys from last year's 2016, 17 crop uh, of rookies. Now these were guys that appeared in both upper deck series one and upper deck series two. And we're going to go through a couple of them. Now, right now, uh, if you were to go out and buy a brand new Austin Matthews rookie card in near mint condition, uh, it would probably, the, the value of it right now is $250. Now, uh, one thing I'd like to, preface by saying that it's not like the old days when you used to buy a rookie and his card would go up based on performance. Uh, although I think Austin, because there will be limited amount of Austin Matthews out there because there's such a high demand in the Toronto area and the ca Canadian area and the hockey world in general, it will be a highly sought, off, sought after car a card uh, Probably, but I just don't see the price going up exponentially unless he just starts shattering records. So I'm gonna, I, so for, I'm gonna forego that. But I'm, I'm going to give you some names now. Let's go with who do you think is going to have the most upside or maybe an increase in price out of the 2016-17 uh, um, crop? So we have Austin Matthews, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, just a fantastic player. I mean, I really don't have to go into, go into everything about him. You guys, surely, if you're following the show uh, you, you, and you're following hockey, you certainly know that this guy is uh, totally legit. Uh, another guy that 
I, I, I kind of like. Now, again, I'm not going to go with the most obvious but because there are ones that are kind of, uh, you know, middle-priced that may show some uptick. So you've got Austin Matthews at 250 So if you think Austin Matthews is going to go up in the next year, you know, think so. But I'm going to give you about five or six choices here. Another guy on the Carolina Hurricanes who I was really impressed with, uh, Sebastian Aho or Aho, depending on how you want to say it. Uh, I could do jokes all day about this guy's last name, but uh, we're going to keep it semi-serious for the first show. Right now he's booking at $12. Is that a guy that you think has some upside? Again, uh, he might, but see, with hockey cards, you have to think also about the fan base. What about Carolina? Is that a hotbed of people who are going to want his card? Or is it just, you know, is Carolina a team that uh, people are excited about, that their fan base is, is a rabid fan base? All these things uh, have to be considered. Here's a guy that's uh, for Philadelphia Flyer fans who I've heard nothing but great things about. Um, Ivan Provorov. Now, he's a defenseman. Now, defensemen typically, typically will not be as valued as much as forwards go. Uh, and they also seem to fall in price a lot quicker than forwards do. It's hard for them to keep the point totals up. It's very rare uh, because it's so based on scoring uh, as far as um, – the, the value of the cards. You, you know, you can have a great defensive defenseman, but unless he's won a couple Stanley Cups and is playing in a major market, you're not going to see a defenseman's card um, go up dramatically. But I like the guy. I think he's a very good player, and the Flyers have a very good farm system, and um, they, they, he could make some noise. I've seen a lot of action on this guy. Uh, with trades and sales. So right now we've uh, you've gotten a couple guys. Um, I now I, I'm a little partial to this guy, Jimmy Vesey. Um, he came out fairly high in the price range, and that's because he plays in a big market. There was a lot of um, uh, hype about him last year. Uh, highly sought after free agent who. Um, who didn't want to sign with Buffalo, didn't want to sign with, well, was traded to Nashville and didn't ultimately didn't want to sign with Nashville, wound up with the Rangers. He had a, a very good uh, rookie campaign, but uh, he, he's, he's, book, he's booking for about $25 now. Um, so uh, can you see a, a big upturn with him? Could he become a, a, a $50 card with a 30-goal season? Who knows? Or, uh, you know, he gets 10 goals and he drops. So you've got that so far. Um, as I look down here, here's a guy that has actually gone down in price. And this is where I, I was talking about the, the, the defenseman is Zach Warensky. Oh, I started there for a second. Zach Warensky, who is uh, the uh, – defenseman on the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I think the Blue Jackets are going to have a good season this year. I mean, I don't know what you guys – I'm going to check the chat room see what you guys are saying in there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, 
the only thing really standing in in the Columbus Blue Jackets way is John Tortorella. I mean, they've added Artemi Panarin. Uh, they just look like they have a good mix of youth, and they've got a good goaltender. Uh, they're big. I really think they uh, they've got a good shot. But his here's a guy who really. Uh, again, I don't want to go back to the Rangers. Uh, Zach Wawrinski had a, a Wawrinski. We've got like a Barbara Wawa thing going here. Wow, wow, wow. Zach Wawrinski is a uh, great young defenseman. And going back to the Rangers thing, a guy that I think maybe second or third last year in rookies, but although his rookie card was not in 2016-17, it was in 2015-16, was Brady Shea uh, for the Rangers who had a, uh, a very good season as well on defense. Um, as we look down, uh, we, we go and uh, there's uh, the Calgary Flames. Got a lot of, this is another guy that a lot of Flame fans like, and uh, I've talked to some people in the, who do prospects, really love Matthew Kachuk. Uh, he is booking at 15. Uh, really like this kid. I mean, um, you know, so is he a guy that uh, – I know I think I'm going through more than uh, I uh, I said I was, but this is the way it works. I mean, you know, the shows can start off in one direction and go to a different direction. It could be short. It could be long. It could be sweet. I mean, you know, this is the way it rocks here. Um, uh, here's a guy that I think has, and, you know, listen, I'm going to take a little heat probably from my Ranger fan friends, but here's a guy in Pavel Zaka of the New Jersey Devils who was a first-round pick by the Devils, highly touted. I think he had seven or eight goals last year. Right now, uh, booking around $6. I, I, I think he's a good buy at $6. I think he's had a pretty good camp this year from what I've seen. Uh, he's a big boy. He has what it takes. He was a little bit disappointing last year. Uh, Devil fans were not very happy, um, but I think he's got a lot of upside. And uh, the Devils are going to be challenged, but they are adding pieces. Uh, I don't know how they keep making these trades and and getting these guys from the Oilers. Uh, The Taylor Hall deal last year for Adam Larson, that certainly was, I mean, that was a head-scratcher. And... uh, they got Jordan Eberle this year. They still have a lot of problems basically everywhere. And uh, speaking of the Devils, I, you know, thoughts and prayers, as they say. And, and legitimately, I I really, you know, wish the best for Brian Boyle, ex-Ranger, who has been uh, diagnosed with some form of leukemia, bone cancer. And he's looking forward to actually coming back and... And, and playing in the opener. I don't even know how that's physically possible, but uh, hopefully he can get that done. Uh, I will say, do not invest in any Brian Boyle cards uh, just based on uh, his performance. But uh, now here's a guy. Now the Maple Leafs, and, and you know Jeff is in the chat room. He'll definitely tell you up there, it's Maple Leafs all the time, 24-7. William Nylander. Now, William Nylander, believe, uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he have a great um, – what's the international tournament that they play? 
like during the uh... Carter, help me out here. What what is the uh international the William Nylander um I think he won a gold medal in, not sure. I'm I'm actually asking Cutter for help, so you know the things are things are rough. Uh the World Juniors, thank you. World Juniors. I don't know why I was thinking about that other tournament that they played during the playoffs. So thank you, Jeff. Uh so you've got William Nylander. Now, is he overhyped? Is he overhyped because he's a Maple Leaf? Oh, I'm excuse- yes. Is he overhyped because he's a Maple Leaf? Right now he's booking at $50, or is he legit? I mean, we certainly don't think he's Austin Matthews category, but is he a good up-and-coming rookie? And then, of course, we go to Winnipeg, where Patrick Liney, who, you know, Patrick Liney reminds me of Mike Bossy. Not physically, obviously, uh, but he is a pure sniper. He's a guy who's going to take the puck, put it back of the net, and it's just, it's amazing. Now, again, he's playing on a Winnipeg team that is is a little bit, you know, is a little bit lacking. Their promise isn't as high as, the, say, the Maple Leafs are right now, where the Leafs right now are... Uh, are really building a really good young team. They just need to figure it out on D. Uh, so Patrick Liney uh, opened up in series two at $150. So uh, I think I'm going to stop it there with those guys. Um, although there are some other guys I'm looking through series two. Oh, well, we got Mitch Marner, Mitch Marner, another guy. $120. How many guys on the Leafs are going to be able to the Leafs are going to be able to sustain this kind of you know uh production and uh and wanting for their cards. I mean, uh, it just doesn't seem like it can continue, but again, you're dealing with like the New York Yankees of hockey. With the Leafs. Now, the Leafs have not won a Stanley Cup in, in quite a while, as I'm reminded all the time. But the passion is still there. And the uh, the intensity is still there. So which one of these guys will, uh, on the Leafs especially? Um, so I don't know who you guys picked. You might have to listen back to all the choices again. I didn't write them down. Um and maybe you have somebody that that's that's a that's a kind of a a surprise. So I just figured we'd get a little bit of an introduction of what happened last year since it was such like a a fantastic uh um, uh a fantastic crop of rookies. Now this year's draft did not yield, at least from what the experts say, and uh and it's probably true, the yield the same kind of crop of rookies. So uh, right now, uh, Jeff has now said he's going to go with William Nylander as his his pick to exponentially go up a little bit. All right, I could dig that. I mean, again, he's shown a lot of promise. And, you know, it's very tough for these rookies in their first year. I see Matthew has joined us. Uh, Matthew, welcome to the chat room. We were just talking about the the rookies and um, 
um, and who we thought had a, a, a now, now Matthew is a big Henrik Lundqvist collector. That I know for many years. I've traded with uh, Matthew on several occasions. We've been friends. He's a he's a good guy. Uh, now I was wondering, like, if Martin is still going to go with at two fifty. You think Matthews is going to go up? Martin is going to go with Austin Matthews. So we're looking at three hundred dollars. I mean, he certainly is going to be like, you know the player. Now, I, I did say at the beginning of this whole uh, rigmarole that I was going to talk about the the 15-16 uh, rookies. You've got, okay, okay, you've got uh, Connor McDavid, you've got uh, Jack Eichel, uh, I think Johnny Goudreau as well. Uh, I, I tell you, I really like Eichel. Eichel's the type of guy that, uh, now if he could stay healthy, uh, he's a guy I really, and Connor McDavid's old world. I mean, you know, he can do it all. So you got really, it's a really good time, a really great time to be a hockey fan right now. Cause you're start you, 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 you're right in on the beginning of some fantastic players that are going to come in. The new Crosbys, the new Ovechkins, the new Malkins, the new Yagers, the you know, this this is what you're getting in on, and uh, I think it's very exciting to be an NHL fan right now. You know, you wish that some of these guys would ended up on your team, but uh, oh, Martin is saying that he has a Connor McDavid young gun rookie card. Wow, very cool. Now, I wonder in England, how did you get that? Did you get that off eBay or did you get that? Uh, I mean, are there cards, uh, you know, available to people in the UK? We'll wait for Martin's answer. Why? Look up McDavid's uh, stats. But uh, Connor McDavid is one of those players that makes everybody better, and also helps out the the card pricing of other players better as well. Wow, the McDavid rookie card is now going for three hundred and fifty dollars. Wow, that is sick. Oh, okay. So uh, Martin is buying his from a shop in Canada. Cool, cool. Wow, I got to tell you, I hadn't realized that McDavid's cards were that. Uh, I did uh, have a couple of uh, McDavid's. Uh, but they have gone on to probably more uh, people could appreciate them more. Let's put it that way. I would like to thank the people at Beckett for letting me um, post on their website. Um, I can't say enough about Beckett. I, I said in the beginning of the show, they, they also have a podcast called fat packs, uh, which is really good, but it, it's a show about all types of sports cards. Um, and I just wanted to do my hockey bit here, and you know, uh, so it's it, it's pretty cool. Uh, so check it out now. Take a sip of my soda. Uh, so we we've done that, we've rocked that. Now I don't know what you guys uh, thought of the intro. It's a little bit different, uh, you know. Uh, 
I thought that uh, uh, I'd go with something a little bit more different. Usually I'm more more heavy, upbeat type of thing. But I figured, you know, listen, hockey cards is a it's a strange sport. The collect, I mean, it's a strange hobby. The the collecting the collector is a little bit odd. Um, we tend to be very cheap. Uh, we like to uh, we love a bargain, and who doesn't? But we tend to be uh, people that are, um, you know, I wouldn't say cheap, which is a we're frugal. Let's put it that way. Um, we'll think of any way of, uh, especially when you trade, you trade cards. People find the most inventive ways to package their cards in order to save money. But uh, that's all. That's the beauty. That's one of the things that uh, that it. it and I guess that goes with all kinds of hobbies. I guess if you're a, a coin enthusiast or whatever you are. And um, um, Chris Jonah is, is listening uh, in his car. I don't know where he is. Maybe he's at the beach today. I don't know. Chris is a uh, he's into other trading cards, non-sports. I know he recently is collecting the clerks after the movie by Kevin Smith that he's collecting those cards. So... Uh, it's a, it's an interesting hobby that's got quirky people, which makes it more fun. And listen, I'm I'm head of the quirks. Let's put it this way: I am one quirky dude. Uh, but uh, so let's go back to talking about uh, some of the. I was telling you, all, it's become an all year round hobby. Here, for instance, the 2016-17 sets, which are last year's cards, still haven't concluded being released yet. Uh, about a month and a half ago, Upper Deck Premier came out, and we're waiting on the Cup. The Cup, I believe, will be the final release from last year's, and that is their Premier product. That is Upper Deck's top echelon. You can't. It is the Cadillac of of hockey card collectors. For me personally. I'm not about to spend all that money on all that card. It just isn't worth it. I don't have that kind of money. I'm not running any scams. I know. I'm like like Craig Carton. I don't have like some kind of uh, Ponzi scheme that I'm running on the side in order to pay for this stuff. Uh, you know, I just use what I can and use what I could pick up. A lot of times I sell stuff on eBay just to get the cards that I want. And it's a wash. I usually don't even make any money on it. It's just, you know, I hate spending money. I, on, uh, that, but, you know, listen, sometimes, uh, you know, as long as, it, listen, it's not hurting anybody. If it becomes a problem, uh, you know, you back off. I, but, but that's with any kind of collecting. Sometimes it gets obsessive. Sometimes you get too obsessed. And uh, so... Think about it. Think about what I said about it as far as before. Who would you who would you invest in? I already got a couple guys that uh, have, have gone on the to the mat with me and they've gone on record. And uh, you gals and you guys come out with who do you think you would really invest in from last year's 2016-17 crop, and um, and, and and get with. So uh, as I was saying, the the uh, the cup will be coming out, and that will be the last uh, last release by Upper Deck, unless I'm missing one in there. 
and I'll try to see if I am. I'm actually trying to look right now. Uh, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Uh, we've got some. Uh, oh, we got Upper Deck Black. I forgot all about Upper Deck Black. Is um, is going to be coming out? God, they just never stop. Really? I mean, Upper Deck Black. Okay, and I'm looking. It looks like it's going to probably go for a hundred and ninety dollars a box. Now listen, there's going to be five cards in this box, so you're getting five cards. Now, this is it's funny because I'm reading the little ad here, and it says, configuration, five cards per box, new configuration, lower box price. Lower box price? $189? You've got to be out of your mind. Sorry. Now, again, when you go for these higher-end products, you're going to get, you're not going to get any, you're going to get signatures on the card, uh, this is guaranteed two autographs per box, you know, you know, but you know, my luck, I'm going to get some, uh, uh, you know, some, some totally inane guy that's like completely like not worth anything. I'm trying to think of somebody off my mind, uh, off the top of my head, but, uh, it's still, I just, for me, $190 is a little too steep, but there are people I mean, there are people that will buy these these boxes. This is there is a market for everything out there. Um, so I'm I'm looking here. I don't see anything else. Let me just try. I I hate to be lying to you on the first thing and tell you that there is no, when the cup is coming out. Let's see uh, if there is no cup. There's got to be a cup. Uh. I should have done my research. How dare you? How dare you? Oh, let me check. That's my, uh, I'm looking, uh, I'm typing music. Uh, I don't know. I don't see it. Okay. Anyway, we'll find out if there is going to be a 2016 Look Up. No, okay. Well, we'll have to find out. I have to, I have to uh, check into that. So, as I was saying, we got a phone call here, and I'm, let's see, it's from area code five one six. Let me see if this is. I have to check, make sure this is not um, somebody. Let's see. Do 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 do. Boy. Uh, let's see if this is not Chris. Usually I don't run the, 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 the board, uh, when we do the other shows. So this is like all new to me. And, uh, this is basically, uh, yes, we have a phone call. I don't know if you're holding or whatever, but I'm going to go to you. And if you want me to just keep you on hold, we will. Let's go to area code seven, two, seven, two Oh seven. You're on with Eddie and uh, Rock'em Sock'em hockey cards. Hello? Eddie, what's going on? It's Chris from uh, the Ranger Group, buddy. What's going on? 
How you doing, Chris? Is this Chris Croppany? Good, man. Yes, sir. Good. Yes. Hey, welcome so to the sh- I am so excited for you to have a friggin' hockey card show because this is something I've been collecting for years. Kind of, you know, slowed down a bit recently just because I've noticed, and I mean, tell me what you think, but aside from Upper Deck, the rest of the quality, the rest of the companies, the quality of the cards just isn't there. Um, well, and that that kind of turned me off to the hobby a little. Well, you know, it's funny because the esoteric part of the card collecting is also a big fact, and you bring it up. I mean, uh, the way the card looks, uh, the feel of it, the the pictures actually. Sometimes the pictures are blurry. Uh, they're they're not up close. They're not. Uh, like up, like when you were talking about upper deck, upper deck has like some really cool shots of stuff that you know exactly. guys holding their ge- their game pucks or their first goal or they get a hat trick. So yeah, I definitely hear I hear I hear you on that. Now, can you specifically get into what you don't like about some of the other products? Um, I'm I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I think I bought like a uh, a pinnacle set maybe right. a year ago, two years ago. And I just, like, the thickness of the card, very thin. Um, I felt like they mm-hmm. went a little glossy on the card. Now, I like getting my cards signed, personally. I, I know that right. on some of the higher cards, it ruins it, you know, lowers the value. But, I mean, that's really in the collector's eyes. But, like, the, the card, very thin. Uh, the corners frayed e- very easily. You know, like, upper deck, a very thick piece of cardboard, uh it, it doesn't doesn't damage as easily, you know. Um, right. But I just again, upper deck prices are exponentially greater than really any other competitor out there. Now I will say I have, and tell me what you think. I have the Ovechkin 05 rookie card, uh, upper deck rookie card that was like highly sought after for years. I actually m- my sister got it for me for my birthday. Like, here, here's a pack of hockey cards. She was, like, 10 at the time, right? And I was like, okay, cool. I opened it, and I saw that card in there and almost had a heart attack. And it oh was at God. one point, I, I, I think Beckett had it valued at, like, 500 at one point. But lately, it's taken a huge, huge dive. Now, if he wins a cup, which, being a Ranger fan, I hope he never wins a cup. Um <laughs> Does, does, will that affect the value? You think? You think that brings it up? I mean, I—he's I, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Oh, definitely. I mean, come on. There's no doubt about it. The guy is a Hall of Fame hockey player. I mean, the guy is a wonderkin. I mean, he's—he's he's amazing. I mean, you know, I'm not calling the great A for nothing. This is the problem. Exactly. You bring up. A, first of all, let me congratulate you and congratulate your ten-year-old sister for giving you a pass. <laughs> That had that card in it. I mean, that is an amazing story, first of all. Yeah, uh, just, just a little I mean, hobby pack from Walmart. Now, were you, a, uh, were you at the age where you knew that the Ovechkin was, uh, you know, worth something and to put it away? Or you were just like, oh, I got Ovechkin. Let me show it to my friends. Let me, you know. No, 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 no. That that has gone into a box that hasn't been moved. It hasn't been touched in years. I have so like I, I started collecting because of my dad. You know, he he collected when he was, you know, just a kid in the '60s. So I have in that box too. Like I've got a uh, 
a French Connection line card. Um, I have a Maurice Richard, Andre Richard, and John Beliveau card from the wow. 60 Parkhurst collection. You know, so I, I put all of my cards that are worth something into this little three by five box, and they don't get touched. Um, I also have a Crosby have a, draft day card. Do you, do you have them in plastic? In Are they in penny sleeves and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, they're all. They, I think they're all except. There's a couple cards in there that aren't in there, but I, I think those cards are mainly for you know my my look. They're not really worth anything, but yeah, the Ovechkin right. are all in penny sleeves and uh, taken care of. Yes. Um. Do I think now, now? I'll go to your original question, and then I'll get into a different point. Uh, do I think it'll go up if he wins a cup? I think it will. How much? I don't know. Uh, one cup may not do it. You know, I mean, right. it may take two cups because I, I, the insanity of collecting right now is not so much what you do. It's what's hot now. We just talked about the Connor McDavid, $350. The Ovechkin. Yep. I, I mean, how many, how many Jacques Richard titles has this guy won? He's one of the, going to be one of the greatest all-time scorers of all time, right now booking at $150. That's $200 less than McDavid, who's just starting out. Now... I, I don't get the reasoning behind it, but that's just what it is. It, it's mo- a, a real uh, what's hot now kind of hobby. And then things kind of settle down. Um, again, we got to look at the fan base. How much, first of all, we love, we know Alex Ovechkin is super talented. But outside of Washington, how many people really love Alexander Ovechkin? That's is true. he a likable player? Is he a likable player? Uh, I would say no. Uh, and I got, I'm right. a little biased. I'm a little biased. But, I mean, what does the chat room think? I mean, we got some Leaf fans here. We got, uh, you know, we got hockey fans. Would you? What do you guys think? Do you think Alexander Ovechkin is a likable player? Uh, is he a dirty player? I mean, some people would say, I really don't consider him a dirty player. But uh, he's a guy that uh, is physical. Uh, and he does have that moniker of not being a winner because he hasn't won the whole big thing yet. But I would still hold on to that card because after he retires, oh. history, is, history is going to look on him kindly. Uh, I see that Coast of the Crazy Greek has joined this conversation, so everybody buckle <laughs> up. Uh, he says that Ovechkin's a selfish player. I don't know if I totally made uh, I really think, I think he's that's more... died down in the past couple of years. I think, yeah. I mean, isn't and while we're on this, we'll talk about about Ovechkin. Is Ovechkin a product of the Capitals wanting to get the puck to him at all point at all times? They seem to change coaches at least until they've, they've gotten their last coach, Barry Trotz, to kind of focus the attention on getting Alex the puck at every opportunity. How many times have we seen that one timer from the faceoff circle? You know, uh, I don't think he's selfish. I mean, he, he, he's not very likable. I don't know why. I don't know, I, you know, 
especially in Canada where there is still a little bit and listen, my Canadian friends, if I offend you, I am sorry. Uh I just know from my older demographic and Chris, if I'm keeping you on too long, uh let me know. But oh, I, no, I can I talk enjoy, I enjoy okay. talking to you, Eddie. Okay. Okay. So um it, it, my Canadian friends, I think, don't like the fact that he's Russian. <laughs> and if he was a, uh, let's say, uh, a John Tavares and had that type of stats, I think they'd be more apt to collect him. And again, remember a lot of this, the, the hockey card, um, you know, the hockey card consumption is in Canada, although it, it, it's it's big in America. So, you know history is going to look upon him kindly. Um, and um, upper deck with no print run, so we don't know how many cards are out there and, and it, in a generation where people save their cards. That's why that card is is where it's at. Based on performance, okay. it should be like a th- it should be where it was originally, right? You said it was originally a $500 player? $500 yeah, I think, card? I think when I, pulled, when, I, when I pulled that card, I, I, had, I used to subscribe to Beckett at that point, so I pulled that card, and at that point it was like $500, which... Uh, to me, as you know, fifteen, sixteen-year-old, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. It's going to go way up." And then, you know, it, it, it dips down just like anything else. But I, I, I have to think that him getting a Hall of Fame nod, maybe a cup, it, it's got to go up. It's just again, it, it's really. I mean, it's really up to who's going to pay for it, you know. Right, and also listen. Not everything has to be a sell, or it's just you got a good memory with that card, right? You've got a terrific yeah, story sure. to tell with that card. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're married yet, but one day when you're married, maybe you're going to have to sell it. Maybe you want that car. You want that house. I know a guy that uh, sold his entire baseball collection in order to pay for his wedding. Uh, so, I mean, uh, maybe one day you're going to want to sell it. But, you know, if you're going to sell oh, no, my my wife knows that I'm not touching any of my hockey stuff. She'll, she'll have to pry that stuff out of my cold, dead hands. So. I have before I uh, before we got uh, before we started dating. She was a Capitals fan. Her parents are big Capitals fans, which suck. But um, she became a huge Rangers fan after we started dating. And when we got married, uh, we actually sent a letter to the Rangers, and they let us use the logo, the shield. And uh, we kind of doctored it to say uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cropanese. It's awesome. Great, uh, great story behind that, too. But uh, our engagement photos were in Ranger jerseys. And she loved – she's a big Oscar Lindbergh fan and uh, sucks that he's gone. But uh, I've gotten her into the collecting wheelhouse just a little. Maybe not on the cards. I can't sell her on cards yet, but – I got a two of Oscar's game worn team Sweden jerseys that she will not let out of her sight. So I'm breaking her down. I'm breaking her down. Listen, if you're lucky and I'm blessed too, because my wife loves to collect the cards too. She's not into all the details, but she's into like when you were talking about the, the way the card looks, she's actually used the, the, the comment, Oh, this is a pretty card. And I, I don't like think of cards and pretty or not, but she really <laughs> thinks about the card. And the card stock. Now, you were talking about Pinnacle. Pinnacle was a Panini release, and I remember the cards you're talking about, and they were flimsy, and they didn't look good. And, uh, again, Pinnacle, uh, obviously just not as good as Upper Deck uh, with the card stock. 
and the way it looks. And um, some things they did right, Panini. Some things, most of the things they did wrong. But uh, nothing as wrong as the pro set that we all, uh, well, we first started out with in the 1990s, uh, which yep. was the worst product ever made. Which, I don't know if you listen to the show when, when my, when, Jim Schmiederberg told me how much are these cards worth, and I had to tell him, you know, they're basically extra toilet paper because it was like. Uh, well, that, that's when that's when you like every other card was a rookie card, and you're like, oh my gosh, I got this guy's rookie card, and you look it up, and it's like right. toilet paper, and you're like, this is terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I remember had... I bought a whole set of those, and I got I don't even remember whose rookie card was it. It may have been like a like a Lindros rookie or. A, a Sackick or a Forsberg rookie, and I was so excited. I went home, pulled up Beckett, and it's like 35 cents. And you're like, what? Come on, these yeah. are the greatest players of a generation, and yeah, I'd rather like, put this on a bike spoke and just let it ride around. It just was so mass-produced with the hockey, with the whole sporting card, with the baseball boom in 1988 through 90, they just mass produce so much of everything that it's worthless. It's like, you know, a Brian Leach rookie is like $6. It's just like, it's nonsense. Yeah. But even a Yager rookie one is more, ridiculous. One, one more thing, and you can mute me after this. I want to hear your thoughts. I remember a few years ago, probably back to my high school days, um, Upper Deck had the mini jersey series. Now, I don't know about anyone else because I know they died down pretty quickly, but I used to love those sets. I, I can't tell you how many boxes I would buy just to get, <laughs> you know, another mini jersey. And one of my prize, you know, card-collecting possessions is a, a Minnesota Wild third jersey mini jersey of Gabarik. And when he was with the Rangers, I got him to sign the, the jersey, and he looked at me. Eddie, I'll tell you, I, I've had some great interactions with hockey players getting <laughs> autographs. He looked at this mini jersey, and I can't tell you, he probably called me so many different names in my head that are not politically correct. But I just thought it was the what? coolest thing in the world. What, what, he took offense to it? No, he just looked at me like you were the weirdest human being in existence oh, for okay. carrying this around. Like, <laughs> he, he just thought... He he thought it belonged on like a chihuahua, but I this just I like think a, that is something that they need to bring uh, back. Well, that's interesting. I like a lot of those gimmicky novelty type of things. I'm I'm a sucker for the little mini cards. I'm a I'm a sucker for. Uh, they used to have one year they had discs that you could put in your computer that were like disc cards. Uh, but I'm looking here. I think it's 2007-08 mini, upper deck mini jerseys. Is it, would that be uh, yep. around then? Yeah. Yep. That that that's the exact series it was. And see, the cool thing about that was, you know how you got like, I'm also big into like jersey cards, right? So the one color jersey swatches are worth X amount, but if you get like a two color or a tri color jersey card, right. you know, pushes the value up, and the mini jersey series was they didn't have every player from every team. It was your big name players, but you always had to look for the the non common jersey. So like I think they had I, I think Lundquist mini jersey. I think that the 
the base the base jersey was the blue home jersey. But if you if you got the white jersey, the away jersey, it was worth like you know fifteen twenty dollars more. Right. And it it was just and that the chase for those jerseys were uh, were much much funner than looking for a card that you know you were guaranteed to get a jersey. You weren't guaranteed to get a player that you like, but it's just something you know that you could hold on to and touch and grab and. That was just a cool thing. What was the like so, when you bought when you bought a pack of those? What what was in them? I mean, I'm not familiar with the product. Like, it was like six or seven cards, and then the cards weren't all that great. They were definitely like upper deck, like uh, crappier shots. Um, they they definitely. Uh, the cards were nothing to write home about, but then folded in this little like plastic pouch was one of the mini jerseys. So, oh. and, it, and it was completely random, and it never had anything to do with any of the players that you got in the pack. Like I got, I think I have like a like a Marty St. Louis Tampa mini jersey, but there were no Lightning players in the pack, you know. So it was there was no rhyme or reason to so, exactly no rhyme or re- okay. Yeah, but it, it was just—it was, it was just something cool to you know hold on to, and uh, like I said, Gabrick autographed it, and the autograph—I mean, he—I he, think he gave me like <laughs> half of an M and half a G because there's just no space on them to really sign it. But uh, right, yeah, no, it's just cool. And I think they need to bring that back. I know up in Canada they had the the mini goalie mask set. Um, oh, I like I that. Think that came, yeah, those. I'm not sure if that was a card pack or not, but I I, I don't I don't have any of them because up in Canada they go for quite a few bucks. But uh, again, it was just something really cool to to have and to hold. I, I really think Upper Deck would do itself uh you know some justice to bring bring something like that back and give it a give, give it a fresh yeah. take on collecting. Because it because it does it's not something that takes up a lot of space. You know cards. Cards, you got to make sure that they're in sleeves if they're, you know, if they're worth something. But these mini jerseys, they're they're fabric. I mean, you put that, you put that in a drawer, and they're not going to get ruined, you know. Right. So, well, you were talking about. Hang uh, up like, go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. No, I'm no, good. go ahead. Good. I'm, no, I'm, okay. I'm just looking at some of the. Uh, I'm looking at these jerseys now. What they look like, and they're pretty cool. I mean, All right. They, they look exactly like the real thing. They, I mean, they they feel like a like a little jersey, you know. And it was just, it's just something cool to have, and you can display it, you know, awesome. I think uh, I've seen people display them on like little Lego men or stuff like that, you know. So it's just just something okay. cool that I think uh, something like that should be brought back. But yeah, definitely check them out if you can find them. I found a a hobby box down here in Florida about six months ago of it uh, unopened and I got like a Patrick Kane jersey in it. Um, the boxes are few and far wow. between, but if you can find them, grab them because I, like I said, I think they're really cool. All right, Chris. Thanks for calling in and uh, let yes, us know. Sir. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. Boy, did that show go real quick. We have done it. We have succeeded where the others have failed. And, uh, you know, it's all good in our neighborhood. Thank you once again 
for joining the initial bro- uh, broadcast of Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Thanks for Chris. Thanks for the chat room. Uh, Cutter wants to call in. Let's sure. Well, we got time for to take one more call. Uh, uh, well, now Cutter's thinking about not call- calling in. But uh, uh, we'll pick up where we left off. We got off there in a tangent, but that's what happens. And uh, we'll see if uh, Cutter calls in. Well, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, sure. Do it. Uh, so that was interesting. We forgot to find out about uh, these mini jerseys, which my wife loves anything that's mini. And there's some jokes in there that uh, maybe we shouldn't go into. But she does like the small cards, the little uh, uh, cards uh, and stuff like that. And uh when I come back next week, I'll find out if it, there is an actual, indeed, a cup being released, the cup being released in for 2016-17. We did find out that UD Black. We did find out that uh, some guys are going to go with Austin Matthews. It's, an, uh, it's a, a card that's going to go up. We've got some other ones. I'd like to see if people pick more underdogs. Let's not go with the front runners here, people. So um, we are... I want thank you, Matthew. Thank you, thank you. Uh, getting accolades in the chat room. Um, it's um, you know it, it's hard sometimes flying solo after a long time having a partner. Uh, so it's uh, it was it was it was a good time. So I, I again want to thank everybody for coming out. I'm waiting for Cutter to call in, but uh, I don't know. A phone may not be necessary. All right, so. The man, uh, the myth, Eddie Geik on Rock'em Sock'em uh, Hockey Cards. Thank you for joining us on this inaugural uh, uh, broadcast. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be a little bit more organized and, uh, next week. But uh, so far, so good. So then, folks, take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.